Hi guys, it's been a while since I've been here and I always step up the game with such a lovely, lovely person. He is true to my heart because he's one of my friends now, I've known for quite a while and he's really into mental health as much as I am. So, his name is... Dennis! Not just any Dennis. Oh, Aisha. <laughs> Lovely to be here today with you. Oh, tell him a bit about you, Dennis, and who you are. Yeah, I, as you know, um, I've just finished my term as being mayor mm-hmm. uh, for 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only been free for... Just a week now. Mm-hmm. Uh, very strange. Um, have to adapt to uh, life as not being a mayor because being a mayor uh, for two years actually. Wow. <clears throat> People think it's only a year, but it's not really. It's two years because you're deputy mayor for a year and you have lots of engagements as deputy mayor. And then you take over as mayor. Um, I don't know if you know this, Aisha, but I've had 310 engagements. I have, I have. You've been a busy, busy bee. And I've even seen him dancing, guys. He knows how to get down. Well, this is another thing. (laughs) The officers from the town council have said that I'm the dancing mayor. You are the dancing mayor. (coughs) Which... Which I think is quite a compliment because um, I always, in my past life, have liked dancing. I used to go dancing when I was very young. And now, because uh, I don't do much dancing, but if I get the opportunity, I like to dance. Oh, that's so cool. So what are you intending to do now that you're away from being a mayor? That's a really good question, Mm -hmm. Aisha, because I've already said to the charity that I've helped, Mm -hmm. St. Vincent de Paul Charity, Mm -hmm. that I'm going to rejoin them and help them uh, with that charity. So I'm looking forward to uh, that. Um, I'm going to give you a little scoop. Please do. Uh, Nobody knows this yet, but I'm not seeking re-election at the next elections. You're the first one to know this. Oh. So I'm finally going to retire, but whether I will retire, I I don't know. It's not in my nature to retire. He's not going to retire. Because I've never really retired. <laughs> I've always... <laughs> I've always... Um, <laughs> since I left work, I've been a counsellor, and, uh, and that takes a lot of time from me. And... Uh, so in 2025, I shan't be a councillor anymore. Uh, so I've got to find things to do. And I've got plenty of hobbies. Mm. Plenty of hobbies. I do I do like vinyl records. Oh, yeah, you do, don't you? Like your Bob Marley. Yeah, I love Bob Marley. <laughs> Bob Marley um, means a lot to me. Um, love his music. I know you do. It was so sad when he passed um, because... He was such a talented man, mm. and I, I've got most of Bob Marley's records. Um, I've even got a, a, an LP, coloured LP, with Bob Marley on his big photo on it. I managed to pick that up <laughs> off off of Facebook, and when I knew it was for sale, I went straight round and bought it. So mm. I love Bob Marley, but 
all types of music I like. And I even like classical music sometimes. Sometimes I like to listen to uh, the youth orchestra when they from impact. Mm. And I, I'm fascinated by seeing the way the young people play in the orchestra, which I, when I was mayor, uh, we went to see them and they're so talented. I just wish I had a talent that I could play music, but I can't. I, you can dance. But I can dance, yeah. So and you I, feel it in your soul. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I dance on my own when I'm playing my records, oh, and especially yeah. when Bob Marley's playing. I get up and dance in my front room. And my wife says to me, well, what are you doing? I said, <laughs> that's all right. I'm, I'm dancing to Bob Marley. So Aww. it's really nice. Right, but, Dennis, I'm going to go right back. I want you to tell him where you're from in London and how you came from London to Northampton. How long have you got? We've got, we got time for you. Okay. Uh, started off, I was born in Islington. Mm-hmm. I lived in, um, when du- I was born during the war, World mm-hmm. War Two. Wow. Uh, my house got bombed. Wow. Uh, and we had to, because uh, we didn't have no house to move to, so we actually uh, lived in the underground station for two years mm-hmm. um, to wait so they could rehouse you after the war. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, we moved then to a place called Harrow, very okay. posh area then, mm-hmm. very posh, in the council house, um, which we moved in with my family. And I always remember when we first moved in, we arrived at Harrow uh, in a big removal van, which was um, supplied by the local council because we was... In them, classed in them days as a war victims. Okay. And when we we all run out as children, with my two brothers and my two and my one sister then, because my younger sister was born in Harrow. Mm. And when we go, I could hear this neighbour shout that she was standing at her door. Her name was Mrs. Clark. Never forgot her. Uh, and she said, "Oh my God, look at this lot." <laughs> <laughs> But, but she did. She did take to me because uh, I didn't have a very good upbringing. Yeah. Uh, and she used to make me these apple pies, Aww. and she used to say, "Now, Dennis, you sit down and you eat it, and don't give it to your brothers." So I all remember Mrs. Clark, and from that time I uh, lived in Harrow, went to school, which I hated. I hated school. So did I. And I, I t- I'll let you into a little secret. Go on then. Uh, because I was um, not very well looked after yeah. as a child, I know. Uh, the other kids used to bully me at school. So I went to um, school dinners once. Mm. And in them days, it was a hut at. Uh, Kenmore Park Primary School mm-hmm. and I sat on these forms it was like a, a form we used to call them forms I don't know what they would actually be classed as now but I sat there and the kids wouldn't sit next to me Could you smell? and I wondered why because I didn't realise because I was only what was I about seven did I you think. smell? 
I should imagine it was. Mm. I should imagine it was. Bless you. Um, because then um, I decided I would never have school dinners again. Yeah, bless you. And for right from my time at Kenmore Park School, the primary school, as it was then, right until the secondary school, I always bunked off uh, school dinners. So I never used to have a dinner. And of course, my mother thought I'd have a dinner. Uh, I never did. So of a night, I would just have a slice of uh, bread and butter. Was it sugar sugar bread? Yeah, yeah, a bit of sugar on it. If we could afford sugar. In them days, it was quite... Luxury. Uh, a luxury sugar mm. was quite a luxury. So that's uh, it brings a lump in my throat when I talk about it. But but Dennis, look how far you've come. Ab- absolutely. This is what. And let me just pause you there. There's no barrier because if this man had nothing and now he was the mayor, you've come a long way. Yeah, you've I'm, come a long not way. Not only that is the reason. Uh, I become a counsellor because I wanted to help people. Yeah. Uh, and even now, uh, even today, uh, uh, a young man come round uh, with his son who he, he can't handle to get advice from me. Yeah. And um, so I wanted to help young people, which I've, I think I've done. Uh, and uh, because of my own problems with mental health, Mm-hmm. Because ever since I was a boy, I've suffered from mental health. And uh, a few years ago, going back 15 years, because I tried to handle my mental health myself. Mm. And then it got quite busy, quite hard to handle it. I couldn't uh, handle it anymore. And I just went to this doctor's and and told the doctor and I broke down and said about my mental health mm. and she said I'm going to change your life Aww. and she said she said to me one thing which is now stuck in mine I'll tell other people this she said all my mental health was due to my upbringing oh always PTSD always yeah, yeah, always. always and what would you suggest for young generation of today He's just getting his phone, guys. What would you suggest for younger children or adults of today that's got traumatised in there? Because a lot of men hold things back. What would you suggest for them? Well, first of all, they've got to find somebody they can talk to, Mm. somebody who they feel safe with, Mm. somebody who they can share their concerns with. Mm. Uh, And then they have to um, talk to them and get as much advice as they can. Because... It's no good trying to struggle with mental health on your own. Mm. Uh, all the latest medication is brilliant. Okay. Um, without medication, I, I couldn't cope today. And mm. it's the medication that I have taken uh, has kept me on the straight and narrow. I couldn't have been mayor uh, without my medication. And that is a fact. So young people, have, um, maybe a sister, a brother... Uh, perhaps a, a, uh, if you're there at school, there's um, welfare officers they can talk to. Talk to them. Don't bottle it up mm. because that's what i done. I bottled it up within myself. I had nowhere to go, no one to talk to. Mm. I couldn't explain about my mental health. 
And so I set on a path of self-cure. And that is a dangerous thing to do. I suppose because you don't really know that you're having mental health. You just feel like something's not right, do you? Like it's like a depression. Oh, yeah, well, let me let me explain more fully. Yeah, please. Uh, I, I want to see if I can help as many people mm. as possible suffer mental health. Mental health is uh, depression. Let's let's go into the delves of um, depression because mm-hmm. depression's not just about feeling sad, mm. um, feeling unhappy with yourself. Mm. It's what goes with it. A what lot, goes with it? A lot of things go with it. Uh, you get this tiredness, okay. lack of energy, lack okay. of self self esteem. Okay. You don't get no confidence in yourself. You think you look awful. You look in the mirror, and you see a different person. You don't actually see yourself looking as you are. Mm. You see a different, a completely different person because that's what your uh, that's what your brain is telling you. So there's lots and lots of things with mental health, and a lot of people don't understand, and they're not very sympathetic with people. No, they, they're not. A lot of people said to me over the years, um, "Pull yourself together," and that is one of the worst things you you can say. Mm. So uh, you can't pull yourself together, no matter how much you try. Um, so uh, there's lots of ways you can help yourself. Uh, exercise is a good thing. Getting out into the fresh air, uh, f- talking to people, talking to people. If you can find, if anybody's got mental health, if they can find a real friend to talk to, somebody perhaps they could phone up and say, "Look, I'm really down." Uh, that is a, is a big benefit. And then the other thing is to seek professional help. Mm. Uh, which is important and which young people will find very difficult to do. Very true. So you need to um, find a, a, a doctor that understands mental health. And um, a lot of doctors these days are trained in mental health. So that's what I would suggest for young people to do. If you feel uh, something's not right with you and you're not feeling happy, uh, and you're feeling worthless. And one of the things I, I when I was a young man, I, I had no confidence in myself. And that's when you know that you've got mental health because everybody's got confidence. You can achieve. And this is by the position, by coming back uh, and dealing with mental health. You, you know, you can certainly see that. Uh, so... You know that's that's my advice to people. So you can see the change of back then and now, how you've helped yourself and improved yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, as I say, uh, I couldn't have done it mm. uh, without that doctor's help. About fifteen to twenty years ago. Wow. Uh, uh, I take a, uh, I take um, the new new drug which is a drug called, well, I won't tell you what the no, name of the drug no, is, but no. it's a relatively new drug, and it kicks in. If I'm feeling low, it will kick in uh, and help me, and I'll carry on a normal life. So do you have mental health forever? I had mental health ever since I was a boy. So do you need to go for therapy? Uh, 
Now I could. Yeah. But in them times, I couldn't. I, I've seen a couple of psychiatrists. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't relate to them. Okay. And couldn't tell them. Uh, and uh, I'd walk away and okay. thinking they're talking rubbish. Okay. Uh, because uh, that's when the self-esteem comes in. Mm. Um, one of the... Uh, I mean, <laughs> and I'm not trying to be thing, but when I... When I look back to, and I've seen some old photos of myself, now I think, God, I was a handsome... <laughs> what a time wasted! Yeah, but, you know, I never felt that. Yeah. I, I felt people didn't like me, mm. uh, and that's all to do with mental health. Uh, low self-esteem. Um, in, when I was 16, 15 or 16... I couldn't have a relationship with a girl because I thought they didn't like me. Mm. Uh, so that's all all to do with it, really. Wow. So, but on the brighter side... On the, on the good note now, he knows yeah. who he is. He's the mayor, he yeah. dances, yeah. he gets down. And you asked, you, asked, you said, what's happening now? What's happening now? Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Uh, I have two allotments. Two allotments. Uh, which I thoroughly enjoy. Yes. Uh, and uh, I take my dog out for a walk. What's your dog's name? Uh, Wilson. Mm. Uh, and he's getting old. But <laughs> Wilson, my dog, means so much to me. Um, and uh, he's, where old is he? He's 12 years old now. What, in our age or dog age? In dog age. No, in our, he's actually 12 years. I've had him for 12 years. So how old is he in dog's age? He'll be about 70. So you're similar. Yeah, similar age. <laughs> Um, so, uh, and I've got my vinyl records, uh, which during my mayoralty, mm. I hardly played any, but which I'm going to get back oh, into. Them. Give and time now. Let me tell you a few people I like. <laughs> I like, it's apart from you, Aisha. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're a lovely person. You're one of my best friends. Oh, thank and, uh, you. I I'm so glad that. I met you. Because um, you understand about mental health issues. I do. I mean, everyone's got a book. Yeah. You know. Um, Did you know I wrote my autobiography? No. Tell us more about that and where yeah. we can get it. I, I, I wrote an autobiography about myself and about my life because I wanted to help younger people to say what you could achieve. I love that. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to let you have read a copy. I would love for you to get me a signed book. Yeah. So who else, you, who else do you love as well? Come on, name some other people. You said me, and I'm grateful for that. Who yeah. else? Uh, I like going to the park. <laughs> yes. Uh, i got some really good friends. I've got actor Tony, Tony Howes. Oh, yeah. Ex-Emmerdale Farm. Oh, yeah. Actor. Yes. Bit of a centric. <laughs> uh there's Janice and my other friend Jules. Oh, yeah, Jules. Who's starting a charity. Mm. Uh, and she's going to um, move to Luton. Is she? Uh, and she's um, going to start this charity to help younger people with mental problems. That's really good. And she's asked me to be a trustee, which I've agreed. Uh, and um, she's. <clears throat> she's got a backer 
who's backing it up with the money that she would need. Excellent. Uh, and um, if it comes off, she's going to open up two shops in Luton. Uh, one, she's going to teach art to people with mental health problems, mm-hmm. which I obviously I would uh, be happy to take part. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she's also going to... Sh- have a gallery where she can sell her paintings. Mm-hmm. Her paintings are not like conventional paintings. No, they're very different. Very different. But very she's different. Uh, she's like you. She's one of my uh, best yeah, friends. And yeah. the other thing is, I, I, is um, I have more women friends, platonic women friends. I must add. Yes. Uh, that I get on better with. Uh, than I do uh, with other people. I don't know why that is, I'm sure. Oh, but I do. So uh, I have lots and lots of women friends who I can talk to and uh, and we get on ever so well. So that's that's a good thing. So And as I say, I have two allotments, which yeah. I'll grow lots and lots of vegetables. Mm-hmm. And all my surplus stuff... Um, I give to the food banks. That's good. Uh, help to uh, feed. I have two two grandchildren. Love that. Uh, Emily, uh, which she's studying for her exams. Mm. And Luke, my uh, grandson, who's, by the way, mixed race. His father, I met his father uh, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we both, he's got the same hobby as me, horse racing. Oh, I love horse racing. Oh, gosh. Uh, I love having a bet. Not too much, I have to say. But I do love having a bet and I love going horse racing. Very nice. Right, we're going to swing it in a different direction. He's got a lot of love to women and his grandchildren and his friends. So what I was going to say before we wind it down is um, how would you be a trustee? How would you? How does that work? Well, George, George is wants me to be a paid trustee. Okay. That she's paying me a figure that for two days' work a month. Well, what does that entail? And that will entail me watching over the uh, organisation uh, that she's um, taking part in, mm-hmm. uh, making sure everything is right. Mm-hmm. Because what's happening? You're dealing with children. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everything has to be on board, on board and mm-hmm. done properly because the children that you'll be dealing with have mental problems. Mm-hmm. So because of I've got experience with mental health, mm-hmm. uh, I can uh, keep my eye to make sure everything has been done correctly, which I will do. Uh, and the other one is that I'm also a... Um, What's that word? I'm trying to think. Well, from Standout, there's a, a charity called Standout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they look after children in care. Okay. Uh, who have left care. And once these children leave care, uh, don't forget, most of them uh, have nowhere uh, to go, although they're given a flat. Yeah. And a certain amount of money. Yeah. A lot of them get in debt. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't can't cope with the real life because they've got no parents. Yeah. So they're virtually isolated. So the standout charity will support them uh, and look after them. So I'm I'm not a trustee of standout. I'm um, I can't think of the name now, but I'm. It's a special title that they awarded me with. Oh. Uh, to uh, be. Uh, so I can be a part of that uh, organisation. Mm. One of the things, Aisha, I want to say to you is this. Looked after children, a lot of them. Uh, some people say to them, why don't they join the army? Yeah. Uh, and this is where I'm getting to my charity organisation. Because, uh, one, as you know, one of my charity organisations was the Army Benevolent Fund. Yeah association and when some of these kids join the army and they make friends because don't forget they got no parents mm. so they make friends with other army personnel mm. and so when after 10 years if they leave that they are giving up all their friends and coming into the reality of life and so the army benevolent fund look help to look after them and it's there for them if they need to That's somebody good. to talk to uh, so that's why one of the reasons I picked them as my charity. Very good. And I raised uh, £14,400. And that was hard work. That was very hard work. I had to virtually <laughs> begging people <laughs> to give me money. You dig deep. And I used to go round and when people used to invite me, I used to say, did you know i got two charities? <laughs> And I squeezed them out for a bit of money. And we had lots of curries, uh, mm. organisations from the Bangladeshi community. Yeah, you've done well. Uh, lots of other um, archways, reach, um, housing people give me a £1,000, which good. I'm grateful for. So, you do a lot. So I'm going to wind it down. What okay. is your last thing you want to do before we go? What's... What's your last protocol or what you want to do? It's hard to think about that. Is that hard? My, my last, my destiny, mm. my destiny is uh, not to think about myself. Okay. But to think about other people, how they're struggling in this life. I want to help people uh, achieve great things mm. because you can. You I can achieve... That. If you if you get the right help, yeah. and you get the right people behind you, people become mayor of Northampton like I did. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not giving up. Good for you. Um, as I say, I'm going to join the St Vincent de Paul Society, mm-hmm. where I'll be able to help people, uh, uh, especially people with mental problems, and talk to them and help them and and things. So. Aisha, I'd like to thank you for inviting oh, me. That's okay. Mate. And uh, we've had a view. Thank you very much. And don't forget my book. <laughs> I won't forget. So thank you for your time anyway. Thank you, guys.